Who is the emotional orphan? Prelude. I'm not a hero, possess no fortune, haven't changed or influenced the course of mankind or history in any way. I'm not a messiah nor a movie of the week. I'm unaware of any whose life has been permanently altered by knowing me, and for the most part I know absolutely nothing about the lives today of those people that I've touched or that I crossed paths with. But on the other hand, I am no serial killer, thief, dictator, malinger, or miscreant. I'm not in jail or in some institution somewhere, and many were sure that I, that would not be the case. I'm not dead. Pets were surely placed on how long I'd last. I am the product of, and the son of, a golden child. I have so much potential and opportunity, and now we'll add experience and resilience. At least I've been told. Frequently. Mine is a story the world could probably do without, but for me, it's one that must be told. Chapter 1 A wise man said after being told of his impending death from a terminal illness, I've lived my life exactly the way I chose and I intend on living my death the same way. And this for me started a little soul searching. I mean, how had I lived mine? And I found through my introspection that I'd lived it in bits and pieces. Glimmers and glimpses, equations with no sums. I felt as though I had been given only 55 minutes for every hour that I'd lived, or at least that I'd only used that many, while the others just ticked away. And if I watched it as a movie, would it be as tragic as my excuses would have it to be? Could it be wrapped as a comedy, perhaps a comedy of errors, as absurd and ridiculous as Lucy and Ricky, the honeymooners, or anything that Hollywood could dream up? Would it be like I'd been punked, or simply just another soap opera? We now return for the second half of Days of Our Minutiae. I do believe that I, it could never be as popular, I suspect, when compared to a steady fare of reality TV. My life had really very little TV-worthy reality. You know, poets, authors, writers, and artists of all sorts stick to the notion that you should never show a work that's in progress. And as common and accepted as this may be, and at the egotistical risk of giving myself one of these lofty titles, I have no choice but to show this work. Even after I'm long gone, with or without my answers, this work may never be complete. Magicians have a code which demands they never reveal the secrets of their magic, and those blessed with the gift of magic, not the gift of a slight hand, require no such code. Theirs is no trick. They know no secrets which make their illusions real. They only know they are gifted. And their belief in the conversion of illusion to reality is so powerful that it can actually occur for them as a man thinketh and all that jazz. But since I'm not dexterous enough to be a prestidigitator, and since my belief in magic is not strong enough to make anything happen, the writing of this text is an exercise designed to put my belief in magic or miracles to the test. Willingness combined with belief in action gets results, and in this case, miracles or magic, which can make a difference or affect change in life. 
I really am not too sure how I how to go about saying whatever it is that I think is so important here. I have been accused of being long-winded. However, I have collected some really entertaining tales, which I'm certain hold the attention. And they would hold my attention if I was to hear them from someone else. So more importantly, though, somewhere in these rambling, disjointed remembrances of mine lies an answer for me, an explanation or a reason for my position in this world, something to help me make sense of it all. I suppose the way to get to it is to simply tell the tales. But I must clarify up front that although I am in the throes of an existential crisis, which has led me here to finally put pen to paper, I used the term crisis hesitantly. You see, I consider myself fairly spiritual, if not religious man. I don't question the existence of a God. I get the idea of a higher purpose, and I've even devoted a portion of my life to defining exactly what that purpose is and what it means to me. I've battled and beaten a number of my own demons, and I've skated death way too many times. I am not so vain as to believe I could have done so without some level of divine providence and intervention. The issues I wrestle with now are more related to the confusion felt after the seemingly long term impact that these triumphs have had. No matter the effort, sincerity, willingness, or the growth that's been attempted, exercised, or exhibited, ultimately the results tend to be the same. Circumstances come full circle. The fears and setbacks seem the same. My meaningful relationships usually have a similar outcome. Peace, popularity, property, prosperity, they all tease me, and then they're gone. It's always been this way, and to lose the mustard seed of faith that I've managed to call on when I need it, or when I couldn't do it myself, would most certainly signal my demise. I suppose that these answers, all the answers to the whys, and a refill on the hope is the holy grail that I seek from telling these tales. And maybe even you, dear reader, will find some answers as well. Certainly my ego would love that. And even better though, I might get a little bit closer to fulfilling that elusive aforementioned higher purpose. God knows, that would be timely. So on with it. Are you with the witch, boy? What? Are you with the witch? What witch? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your attention. That witch. Who are you? I'm the witch finder. The witch finder? She's not a witch. It was me showed her. You bewitched her. What happened? They heard you. They were bewitched. Dr. Antrobus. He says he's the witch finder. Dr. Antrobus, it's me, Emily. Don't be afraid. I'm here to help you.